Welcome to another episode of Racks and Reels, the hunting, fishing, outdoor show where we talk with real folks about their strategies, stories, and things we love about the outdoors. I'm your host, Mitch Gordon. Welcome to Racks and Reels, Minnesota. All right, folks, welcome to the show. It's been a few, I don't know, it's been a few weeks since we had uh, Racks and Reels podcast on, and last one we had was... Uh, Kyle Crater and his crazy adventure out in Montana with uh, two two in one day. We had uh, an elk and a mule deer shot in one day. One guy. And they packed it out at like 4.30 in the morning when they got all through. It was pretty crazy. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. But uh, we were usually doing like every Monday thing. And uh, over the last couple weeks... We haven't done that, so we're gonna focus on getting you really good uh, quality product and bring it to you when we can and when people are available. On the show this week, we got a buddy of mine. Actually, I met Josh. I don't know how many years ago, but Josh Elise is gonna be on the show, and we're gonna talk about coyote hunting. Something I'm kind of like I'm familiar with. I can't say I've ever gone coyote hunting because I've never have, but I always think coyote hunters are crazy, but I think it's the great thing that we have coyote hunters because us whitetail hunters are very thankful for that. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the show, Josh Lee, my buddy. Thank you, man. Hey. Appreciate how, it. How you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. Sweet. You look yeah. good. <laughs> I wish I could grow a beard like that. I've always said that. I wish I could grow a beard. I'd feel like better, a better hunter. If I grew a beard. Yeah, it's like a uh, face mask. Less face in. paint. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, camo on the face. Do you put face paint up on top too? No, no need. Why not? I don't know. No. Never have. <laughs> I know a guy off a YouTube series that he has a beard just like yours, and he put like yeah. this blue, green, like all around his eyes, yeah. everything. And yeah. I was like, that looks terrible. Like a Native American war painter. Oh god, yeah. And it was like a thing for him, like for the first, like that seven hunt series to have yeah. the most ridiculous face paint on. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh. So, so where are you calling home now these days? I know you've been like South Dakota and oh yeah, all around. Yeah, we're living on Big Swan Lake over uh, just north of Dassel. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice over there, and um, yeah, I've got five kids and a wife and. And we're renting that place and just looking for uh, something to purchase and kind of figure it out. Sweet. Yeah. So you're going to be in Minnesota for a while then? We're open to. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, it it feels more like home. I grew up in Litchfield and uh, had a cabin on north of Annandale on Bass Lake. So I've kind of just this whole area is, I've called home for a long time. My grandparents had a host uh, just south of French Lake. And uh, so, yeah, this whole area is kind of my stomping grounds. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, I have this joke now when I play music, when I actually get to play music of, like, people are like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, the, you know, western part of Minneapolis, you know, you know, an hour west. They're like, oh, where at? And I'm like, Maple Lake. And they're like, Maple Plain. Yeah, know where that's at. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. No, don't associate me with that farther east, mm-hmm. you know? Like, hey, I think once it gets, like, Buffalo, Maple Lake, West yeah. is when it just it frees up, man. It, yeah. it feels so free, and then you get out way out there, like Alberta, Morris by the border, and you're like, "Yeah, where are all the trees?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, buckets. So, hey, we're gonna talk some coyote hunting, and uh, Josh's brother was gonna be on the show, but he ran late and couldn't make it tonight. So, I think we might have to have these guys on again in a couple of weeks and see how their coyote season's going as far as yeah, that goes. That sounds great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think these coyote hunters are crazy. They stay up all night. And my dad had a buddy that used to do it, and he did it really, really well and made a lot of money doing it, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe I want to get into right away, like, speaking about the money situation of it, like, what's a fur go for right now? Um, honestly, I I can't remember what I heard. I think around Minnesota, coyotes, they're like 40 or 45. Really? So they're, it's okay. pretty low. I mean, I... The, the coyotes that I shot in South Dakota, I got $75 a piece for. No kidding. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're, those are considered Western coyotes. So it's kind of, as far as, as long as you're west of the uh, Missouri River, um, they're, I don't know, if, I don't think they're a different breed necessarily. Sure. They're just thicker and better pelts. And so, um, you know, we're talking Nebraska. Uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, and those, those you know, the mountain-type areas. 
uh, the fur is a lot nicer. Really? Know? And what, what the fur buyer is looking for is that back strip primarily. Okay. And what they use it for is they sell it to China and they make, uh, co- you know, the coat hoods. Yeah. You know, the, the frill on the, the hoods. All right. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. Most of the time, unless it's fake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's guys out there, though, that are doing this and making a lot of money. Yeah, between I know trapping, shooting. Yeah, I know a guy in South Dakota that he pays his mortgage with coyotes that he kills in the winter. Really? Yeah, it's, That's some, he makes a ton of money. I mean, he's he's killing over a hundred coyotes a year. So it's wow. Yeah, and that's not his night hunting. That's trapping. That's trapping. Yeah, d- doing he's the whole thing. He's serious about it. He's a rancher out there, and he's got a whole no, setup. Yeah. Knows where they run. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and it, it doesn't matter like the felt. Or, I mean, I know obviously you're looking. They're looking for that back chunk that mm-hmm. you say. So like. When you bring them, that you don't, you want to, do you want to take care of them after you shoot them and not like obviously drag them on their back for a mile, right? You know, kind of thing. So, is there a process that you do? Yeah, it depends. I mean, you can bring them in green, you're not going to make as much money in green, you know, like you can bring in the whole coyote, you know, fro oh, to sure. the to the fur buyer. It's okay. Gonna, you're, they're going to pay less because it's more work for them. So, what I, I did it, I scun them out and uh, it, it went really well. I mean, we did it pretty soon after we'd killed them, so it wasn't too terrible. Probably you got like, skin like, any animal, you got to skin it when it's warm. Man. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we honestly we watched a few YouTube videos and uh, and scun them out, and it was great. I mean, growing up, we would bring them to uh, my dad's buddy because I've been doing this since I was I don't know twelve. Okay. You know, going out with my dad and his buddy, and then Taylor was go- going with us, so it'd be like three or four of us. Okay. Late nights, and... And, uh, and how old are you now? It's the reality. <laughs> I'm almost 33. 32. 33. Yeah. yeah, so... Heck yeah! So yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for 20 years, I guess. That's, um, it's not crazy? It sounds crazy saying it, honestly. Yeah. But you enjoy it. I love I mean, it. That's the thing. I love I mean, it. And you get to get out and spend time with your brother, and you learn yeah. from your, you know, your dad, obviously, on the whole thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, so, um, so yeah, as far as the furs go, um, you know, and the fur buyers, um, it, honestly, it doesn't really matter. I mean, okay. if they're mangy and, they're, you know, if there's a big rub on the side, they right. don't like it, right. you know, and if it's mangy at all and the fur's falling out, you might as well toss it in the trash or whatever, you know. Right. So. I mean, just depends what, what's going on, you know, exactly. kind of thing. So, yeah. so. I want to talk a little bit more about the fur thing, though. I'm, I'm really interested in that. So when you're skinning the, the coyote, I mean, sure. are you skinning the whole thing? Or, yeah, you I are. skin the whole thing out. I mean, yeah. head, feet, yes, whatever comes off it, because they can use different parts, obviously, for different... Yeah, I mean, we clipped the feet off. Basically, there's a joint in there that yeah. you just cut off. Okay. Um, you, you know, you... There's some small cuts that you make and you start pulling. Okay. And uh, you get down to that face and the ears and you just use a very sharp knife and you yeah. just, or, you know, surgically basically just cut Surgical around knives, some things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everything comes out and it yeah. it looks pretty cool after you're done. I bet you know? it does. I really want to uh, save a couple and make a hat or something. Right, know, just because. Yeah. Why not, you know? Exactly. Awesome. So after you skin them, what do you, I mean, I know what other people do with them, sure. but what do you do with them? Like the carcass? Yeah, the carcass, yeah. We we had a spot out in South Dakota. Actually, there was another guy who trapped who had like a fur shop, and we just brought the carcasses to him, and he disposed of them. Okay. So Perfect. that was really yeah. easy. You yeah. Know? Well, like I said, there's, everybody has a different way of exactly. di- disposing everything. Yeah, and so as, as far as the fur goes, um, we washed it, uh, you know, brushed through it, Washed it with Dawn dish soap, cleaned the fur, and then folded it up a certain way, and you can fit it all in a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. Oh, you can? Yep. And okay. then we just froze it, and that's how we brought the brought the hides to the buyer. So you stack them up, and how many ever shoot? You fold them all nice, yep. bring them in, they're all cleaned, so that, that buyer knows that, hey, Josh... He, he brings good product. Yeah. It's, it's always clean. Res- it's respectful to him, and right. we're hoping to get as much money as we can for him. So well, you know, right. if Absolutely. that can change the guy's mind, he pays a couple more dollars, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you're doing quality just like if you're framing a house or if you're playing music. Like, exactly. you take pride in what you're doing. That's exactly. Like, when I'm skinning a deer, like, 
I'm gonna do this in the most clean way possible so I don't have to spend time later for my own self. Exactly. You know, I mean, I even uh, or interviewed the uh, Petty Brothers and we were talking yep. about deer and whatnot and, and how they get them sometimes and they're just gross and they have Hairy. to waste, yeah, have to waste meat and this yeah. and this and that. And it's like, you know, just slow down and watch a, a couple of videos and pick the best one. It's like a... I was doing a cooking video on my grill the other day, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go through. It was my uh, Thanksgiving dinner. We had a friend's friends dinner mm-hmm. here in the shop, and mm-hmm. I was like, I've never made a full turkey before. All right, I'm going to sift through like all these videos. Okay, out of these seven videos, that guy's the one I want to follow. Yeah. Like, it's just coming down to what's the best method that fits you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, cool, man. So yeah. you've been out a few times already? This year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. coyote season is technically all year round it in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everywhere, correct? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's different uh, restricted areas, I'm sure, where you can't shoot, obviously. But, right. Um, but mainly it's every coyote, a hunter I've ever known is it hunts them in the winter when there's snow. Exactly. So and the pelts are better, so you make more money. You know, in that's the spring, the, summer, early fall, you're not going to make anything off of them. Because, really. right, I mean, just like any other animal that bulks up for the, exactly. for the winter kind of thing. I don't know, man. I just, the coyote is, we were in uh, Colorado elk hunting mm-hmm. last couple of years, and every hunt, or not every hunt, but every, you know, last year, the year before, it's like, are those wolves? Are those coyotes howling? Mm-hmm. And like one time they're getting closer, and we were bugling, and it's like, yeah. we should just stop bugling and like go that way a little bit. I mean, you'd be fine, obviously, yeah. but so when you go out, like, what's your typical, like, from a beginner standpoint, like, I don't want to get super technical on this podcast, on this one. I want to bring your brother yeah. on and get really into the nitty gritty. But that like, sounds good. Yeah. So, like, on a for a beginner standpoint, I mean, I've obviously heard guys and what they do and whatnot, but for somebody that's never coyote hunted before, mm-hmm. first of all, give me your response to why you coyote hunt. Uh... I know it's going to be a good easy. answer. I know it's going to be a good easy. answer. It's the adrenaline rush. Okay. Oh, hands down. That's, you know, that's, we're, as guys, that's that's what drives us. Heck yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like the big buck coming into the stand, right? Or the flock <laughs> of ducks yeah, coming man. right in. Or, you know, the, the flasher, you know, the uh, Vexlar lighting yeah. up when you're walleye fishing. Heck it's, yeah. It's that heart pumping adrenaline rush. And when you see a coyote coming in right to you because you're blowing a rabbit call, and he's looking for you. It's awesome, man. It's a yeah. rush. Well, right. And then you can blast him. That's not the answer I thought you'd give. <laughs> no, to be honest, with you, like, but I think about that. And out of all <sighs> these situations of every outdoor podcast, fishing, yeah. you know, all these people that you know say they don't like the the um, you know hunters or fisher people mm-hmm. and like catch and release. It's bad for the fish. This, this and that. Whatever. I'm not even getting any of that. Yeah. But like. There's so many little things that people nitpick about of uh, of of that situation, but then yeah. they but then they bring you you know you say ask a hunter what they like. Oh, I like the meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't eat horns. Mm-hmm. Or you know like the turkey. Like oh, do you eat all the turkey or just eat the breasts? Like all these people and like sure. you say, hey, I really like hunting because I love the meat. Or hey, I'm I'm a I'm a you know big buck hunter. Or you know I I love killing geese and I love taking the meat and giving it to all of my buddies and giving them jerky. Yeah. But what everybody misses, this is blowing my mind because this is awesome, um, is the adrenaline rush. Yeah. That's what we all get. That's, that's, it's huge. Boom. Done. That's yeah. awesome. Your heart is pounding like crazy and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like you just can't wait to hold your yeah. breath and pull that trigger. I think it is an outdoorsman. If you, if you really love the outdoors, you, you get, man, you just get crazy about it's every situation. Yeah. You know, it's like, I was. Sitting, I remember going goose hunting for the first time with my buddies, and they're like, "All right, man, come out here. It's gonna be this time. We're gonna set all these decoys and this, this, and that." And it's I'm like, "Dude, it's a uh, zero outside, mm-hmm. and the and the wind's twenty miles an hour." They're like, "Yeah, it's fine." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I don't want to do this." But yeah. as soon as the geese come out, I was like, "This is awesome!" You like, warm up, yeah. everything's cool. It's yeah. amazing how you always warm up too. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing. Okay, so <laughs> we're kind of jumping all over. This that's is awesome. Fine. This is good. So like, it's cold out. It's, it's cold, yeah. And it's middle of the night, so it's not, you can't even say, like, when you're whitetail hunting or you're whatnot, it's like, ah, I'll, I'll be going in the afternoon, it's going to be warmer. Like, yeah. you guys are middle of the night. So, 
Yeah, to bring that up, remember a few years back when it was legitimately 40 below zero? Yeah, polar vortex. Yeah, man. we went out. Sweet. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was wind. There was a straight line, west wind, and I think it was like 65 below with the wind chill. It was so cold. But we wanted to try. You know, and say that we did say it. you did it. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't die. Our <laughs> eyelids were freezing, and yeah. you know we could. You're you still know. here? Do you have finger problems? <laughs> no, everything's good. And but we didn't see anything, you know. But uh, but we did it. You know, we went out and we tried. Well, to pause you, it's like I hunted a snowstorm this year, mm-hmm. and I know that deer are not going to move in a snowstorm. Yeah. But I wanted to do it and Just say it. I did it. Yeah. And what the heck? I was nuts. What but anyway, you? yeah. So, but no, but, it's full moon nights and clear skies is what you're looking for too so it makes right. it even more cold yeah so so the last it was uh, a week and a half ago we went out and uh, what was it I think it was around zero but there was like it was a two and a half or three mile an hour wind so it was real light the moon was so bright and it was clear and uh, we only we sat at like nine different spots but we only got cold like on two and it was only like you know, our left foot and, you know, our right hand started getting cold because you wear a thinner glove on your right hand so you can shoot, uh, you know, pull the trigger. I know. But So yes. we had layers on and obviously, you know, but but it was like, I don't know. It was, the adrenaline was pumping. That's what, that's what gets me, man. Like, my body's fine. My legs are fine. Mm-hmm. I bought heated insoles this year. So, like, my feet are kind of fine. You know, yeah. they don't warm up. But, but, like, man, my if you're right or left-handed, you know, like, I remember this year I hunted and it was like, I don't know, five degrees and I was bow hunting and a deer came out in the field. Mm-hmm. So I could, had to take my choppers off and then you're watching the deer, you're watching the deer and you got your hands like in your smaller glove and all of a sudden you don't realize how cold your hand is oh, yeah. until it's too late and then you're done. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. And even touching that, like you said, that you, once you put your hand on your, you know, your rifle or your bow, exactly. that's even colder. Yeah. But it's cool, man. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's it's, great. I think we I think we should get a little more coffee and get right back to this. Let's do it. We'll be right back. You're good for nothing. It's what they always say. Can't say no different. Look at me today. Always in and out of trouble. Enemy of state. Why can't I get my act together? Dollar show a day late. And they say, why don't you quit drinking? You're always acting like a clown. We all see your ship's been sinking. Just slowly going down. been running for so long You ain't got no time to lose You better right all your wrongs Last call for the blues Yeah, the first step it's admitting And it's one day at a time Don't you dare deny Way past your prime You better start to look ahead What's done is dead and gone No wisdom in that whiskey There's only sadness in your song 
coffee at night but here we are here we are you you got the rest of it though i topped yours off thank you i only got a half a cup but that's all i need otherwise i'll be all revved up i'll be all revved up right <laughs> <laughs> oh man so hey we're gonna break down uh if you're just joining us or maybe you fast forwarded to all the stuff you didn't like <laughs> um josh lease and he's talking coyotes and we're gonna not get super into it this time we're gonna wait for his brother to come and then we're gonna get really deep into it hopefully in a couple weeks and release that one but uh for now i, I just want to like i want to talk about it and we we tried to already talk about this already but we got sidetracked so we're probably gonna get sidetracked again we're gonna talk about like a beginner guy that doesn't know anything about coyote hunting yeah what that looks like from the time you hit your alarm or <laughs> the time you just stay up i guess and leave the house for the night yeah. and to when you come back so like what's that look like in somebody's eyes all right so I guess the first thing what is is what you're going to be shooting, right? Yeah. Tell, so, tell, tell me a little bit about that. So I I uh, have a um, DPMS AR15 uh, uh, 223, and it's for me it's been a great rifle. Okay. Yeah. And and it is legal to use a rifle uh, for coyotes around here, um, and, and in most places as well. I also carry a shotgun with me. Um, I actually just picked up a Savage, uh, the Renegade, the new sh- new one. I haven't even shot it yet, actually. Okay. Um, but it feels really cool, and uh, I, <laughs> I like, cool. I like cool, what man. it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I carry both just in case because what I want to happen is I want the coyote to come in as close as possible. Yeah. So if I can, if I have the opportunity to shotgun it, I'm going to do that. You know, because there's I'm shooting double odd buck. 
and there's a lot more opportunity to just kill it right there rather than shooting it you know from 150 or 200 yards or whatever right. so i want that coyote to come as close as i can so that's that so there's you know my brother shoots a 204 he's very accurate he's shot coyotes that are like 400 yards you know so he's he's very good at at shooting that gun and he loves it and 204 204 so and for the people that don't know is that a smaller caliber it's uh i think smaller caliber but it, it packs a whole lot more punch a little bit more yeah. power behind it yeah okay all right um, cool from what i remember okay <laughs> um so that that's that. Um, another thing is um, doing research, watching watching YouTube videos on different techniques. Okay, and obviously we're listening to this, but the more knowledge you have about anything is going to help you, right? So, so if you want to get started, I mean, I preach that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I, I, I've I've preached that in how many of my shows now. Like the YouTube is has grown so much with yeah. so much really good material. I mean, you still got your guys that just make the home videos and like, you know, right. whatnot. But like, there's that, I want to say like the B footage before yeah. like the TV quality and commercials and all this stuff like that. Now you got commercials on YouTube, but like there's so much good quality on there to to, to learn. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, and there's going. there's some really good guys. I mean, I've watched so many Les Johnson videos. Um, he's got the Predator Quest. He had a TV show and does a lot of stuff on YouTube. There's a few other guys that just have a lot of really good information on there, calling techniques. And um, a really big one is um, choosing the land that you're going to hunt, scouting it out. You know, around here, we've actually got some really good spots. There's a lot of cows around a lot here. Of, <laughs> a lot of gravel roads, a lot of rural, you know, areas to where there's not a whole lot of houses. We've got a river down the road. You know, like this area is pretty prime for Minnesota, to be completely honest with you. Um, so scouting out, you know, asking those farmers, you know, going to dairy farmers or, you know, the guys that are raising cattle <clears throat> saying, hey, do you mind if I shoot some coyotes back there? And usually they say yes. You know, you don't get turned down very often because they don't want them around. Um, so that and then, um, you know, obviously with the guns, you want to sight them in. You want to be prepared. Um, as far as calls, um you know, you can start pretty simple and get a good mouth call. You know, a rabbit in distress. I mean, that's that's all I have. And I I actually kind of had preferred that until, you know, the progression of the electronic call world has been really, really good. So, sure. um, I mean, either a Fox Pro or um, a Lucky Duck. Uh, I can't remember the models, but both of them make some really good products. You know, yeah. some have little decoys that spin on top. Some have, you know, they spin or, yeah. you know, slowly around. So you get the whole 360 degree. Um, so that, you know, just being prepared for when you go out. Um, obviously, if you're going to go out when it's cold, you wear warm clothes. All right. Um, and, and, and the thing about, like, the coyote hunting in my eyes is, like, you know, you really want to shoot a coyote, right? I mean, that's the goal, right? The but, goal. man, if you're out there for two, three hours. I mean, there's guys that are going to go out for six hours, seven hours, eight hours at a time. But like, for the most part, like if you get really cold, you're going to go inside. Yeah. Like you're going to give up for the night. Yeah. So I mean, here's not a pressure thing. Right. So that's, that brings up a good, uh, topic is, um, like how long you sit on a, on a stand, right? You know, for, deer hunting, yeah. you, you sit for four hours. You yeah. sit there, you don't move unless you're, you know, Stocking on so, or whatever. So you so keep that thought. You you leave your house. You got your warm clothes. You got yes. your gun. You got ammo. You got your your call. Yeah. And now you're headed to the woods. Yeah. So. So yeah. So what I like to choose, um, I like to, you know, those big wide open fields. Okay. Where you're able to um, have a backdrop. Yeah. But still be able to see out and down you know, see like the whole area. You know, you don't want to really sit at the bottom of a hill or be looking up at a at a small hill in a field because you're not going to see as much. So picking out those spots during the day is really important. Right, it's like rattling in a buck from, you know, I mean, you want to be able to see. So you can call that, if you exactly. see that coyote running across, you want to be able to call him in. Exactly. So those big wide open fields, you know, if there's a, uh, the rivers in the background or a creek or, you know, if you're going to grow over trees, or a swamp that's gonna that's gonna be really crucial because that's where they're gonna be um i i actually l prefer 
these small ponds or these small lakes around okay. because right now there's you know a few inches of snow on them the moon is bright and you can see it's flat perfectly flat and you can see forever it's I've great lot, i've seen a lot of coyotes on lakes it's perfect you know and that's yeah. when we went out last week that's we sh- the two that we shot last uh, monday were on the lake well it it comes down to it i mean animals are not dumb they're, no, they're, they're pretty they're, smart they're gonna go where it's easy to walk yeah you know, and, and a lake, like you say, and they might be out there and finding some fish that, some bullhead that a guy threw out, or yeah. who knows, you know? Yeah. So. So that, and I mean, it's, a lot of it's preparation, and my yeah. brother does a really good job at it, you know, he's scouted, and, you know, in the, recently, I've just been able to go with him, you know, and kind of reap the benefits of his labor, honestly, because he's been, you know, working so hard to get on these different lands, yeah. and talking to farmers, and because um, I've been out in South Dakota for a while. Well, that that's a whole different thing because when you're whitetail hunting or you're mm-hmm. bird hunting or whatever it is, you ask for permission to use that piece of property because, you know, and then you use that piece of property consistently usually or, you know, if you're whitetail hunting, you're using, mm-hmm. the, you know, property A, property B, property C, and you're kind of zoning in on those where the coyotes or the bird hunting i should say you're asking permission to keep jumping around to where that product is yeah at times right i mean i mean yeah you might get lucky and say well you know back in grandma's land we got coyotes there and that's where i do all my coyote hunting and they're there every year yeah great that's awesome perfect but most of the time you got to move to find them yeah in most cases and and it depends on the wind you know you're not going to set up in a stand where they're going to just be able to go right downwind from you you know, you have to right. you have to think about the wind when you're choosing the spots that you're gonna go to at night. You have to think about okay, will I be downwind where I sit? You know, where I usually sit. And if not, you got to ch- change it up or go somewhere else. Right. So um, so, because uh, they're they have a, such a good nose. They do. Okay. So so as far as like, I mean, obviously downwind. So when people when. I mean, this sounds really rookie, but like what Josh means by downwind is like, okay, so the wind's coming out of the north, blowing south, and you don't want to sit on the north side and blowing into the south where they're going to come out of. You know, you want to be somewhere rather not not that wind. You want to be sitting, you know, on the east side or the west side. Crosswind is best when you're you're coyote hunting. Yep. Yep. And then... And then choosing that area to where they're not going to be able to to creep around and then and then smell you because your hunt's over if they if they smell you or spot you. Well, right, absolutely. So all that frozen uh, mm. <laughs> frozen eyelids and everything like that it's over real quick. Yeah. But I, as far as the scouting thing, I I don't know how much I want to touch on it, but I do want to touch like when you're scouting during the day, mm-hmm. right? How do you do that? I mean, if for the people that don't know, I mean, obviously, you're going to hear from that farmer, this person, like, you know, you saw one running across the field in the daylight kind of yeah. thing. But, I mean, or is it going out at dusk and kind of listening just to the property? I mean, because cause every time I'm in the deer stand in the fall, I mean, not every time, but most mm-hmm. of the times, I mean, you can hear them right at, when you climbing out, they're, they're somewhere. Yeah. And they're howling, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. what's your, like, in um, a nutshell, to sum it up the best way that you scout just having a whole lot of options okay having your quiver full of different options in that for that case exactly you know to where the wind's different the situation's different you can choose because you can't you don't want to hunt you know bill's place is here and you know next door is george and you've got permission for both of those places you're not going to hunt both of those places right you're going to go two miles away from where you just were so you know the call that you just were just using doesn't get used right next to them, and they're you're you know you're basically what they call it is educating the coyotes. Right. If you're just well, it's with anything. I mean, like exactly. I said, animals are smart, and they're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna come into you know you can only rattle in yeah. a deer in the same location for so long. Yeah. And I definitely outrattled my location this year just yeah. i knew it too i just like had no other options but yeah that's just the way it is um so okay you sat down you start calling them in and i mean like how close do you let them get if they're coming so 
Yeah, I mean, the reason I bring a shotgun with is to, to shoot him with shotgun first. So okay. we like to get him within, you know, like, say, 40, 50 yards, you know. And, you know, a lot of times, like this past week, I'll use that as an example, that coyote was ready to tackle the call right before we shot it. You know, it was it was coming in to, to eat that rabbit or whatever, you know. How close? So it was about 35, 40 yards. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice to be able to just pull up a shotgun and, you know, shoot it. You can aim right at it. You don't have to find it in the scope and just you're Boom. ready to go. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes they, they don't want to come in. They stop, you know, 200 yards out and they're a little suspicious. They're trying to get you. And um, so at that point, you just shoot them. Well, smart. Yeah. I mean, probably babies over the, over the adult ones, mm-hmm. you know. So, yep. I mean, I've heard of guys like my, one of my dad's friends that did it for a long time, and I don't know if he still does it, um, but uh, he let them come in to like seven, eight yards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just like a old man trait where they could yeah. just, I mean. Well, growing up, man. that's what we do. I mean, we, would be, we wouldn't have a decoy out. We would do the right. hand calls and, and mouth calls, so they were literally coming in to eat us. Right. So, you know, my dad and his buddy would wear fur hats and they'd, you know, they'd be moving around. So I was like, you know, they probably saw us and they were coming in. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, in that case, I mean, we had them so close. Because it's, cause it's, um, it's the matter of, okay, do I shoot at 40 yards or, or take the risk of having them come even closer? Yeah. And having the risk of them spooking. Yeah. And not getting a shot yeah. off. You know, that's where... It's yeah. like, do you let the whitetail walk 10 yards or do you shoot him at 30? Right. You know, if you have the shot. Exactly. So, huh. Well, yeah, I mean, so to bring that, that that last hunt that we were on, my brother shot, he had a shotgun, <clears throat> and he shot twice, and it was still moving. So, you know, we backed him up and just shot him with the rifle. I mean, right. it, was, it was easy. It was it was super fun. I mean, it kind of yeah. sounded like a war zone because it just kept <laughs> trying to run. <Yeah. laughs> so, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But, um, but yeah, I mean, getting back to uh, like a rookie hunter, rookie trying yep. to get into coyote hunting. Yep. Um, I think those are a lot of the basics. Yeah. Just knowing and understanding, doing your research, and um, and not calling too much. I mean, we usually we usually will sit for about 15 to 20 minutes okay um you get out there you sit you wait a few minutes you know kind of let the dust settle you know kind of a thing or you know we made a bunch of noise walking through cattails or whatever and you just sit you wait and then you'll do a call and you'll do the call for maybe a minute and a half to two minutes just pause do it again in a few minutes okay and changing it up helps you know all right if you hear some coyotes ways away sometimes it helps to start with a locator call or you know um um, some kind of coyote call to to have them you know get curious and come closer right sometimes you just start with uh rabbit in distress um and some of the calls that have you know the electronic calls have some different um names for them um i mean a popular one that i've used successfully is a woodpecker in distress as odd as it sounds it works it brings them in because it's a curiosity call. They're like, what in the world's going on over there? Yeah. What is that noise? Yeah. And they come. And it's great. So um, research, research, research. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to keep digging into it more and more um, the next time we, when your brother comes. But yeah. so maybe like, I just want to hear maybe your story of like your hunt this year. Yeah. But like, like from just yeah, like from week. from like where you're at and like how they came in and yeah, go okay. from there. Yeah, you bet. In so, a nutshell, I, I'm excited, man. Like I, I we never. We should go. We, we should, should go next full moon. We should just go. We should go. Yeah, we should go because it's great. It's really fun. And um, you're probably gonna make me a believer out of it. And yeah, then exactly. I'm gonna add another hobby to my, yeah. you know, my uh, my backpack. Chalk and, one up. Golly. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, see it now. So let's see. The full moon last week was, oh gosh, uh, Wednesday, and I think we went out Tuesday night. Okay. And it was cold, not, the, I think the wind was like three mile an hour. It got down to like zero in the middle of the night. But we started at about, 
I want to say I left my house about 9 o'clock from Dassel. I met my brother in Litchfield and his other friend. Um, and we, we kind of went uh, up towards like Eden Valley. Um, and that was, so we hunted at one spot, big open field with like a turkey barn in the background. So it was kind of kind of bright from that, kind of a yellow, amber color called. And uh, within about eight minutes, we had an owl come in and swoop down right, right next to the call. And it was cool. I mean, seeing anything in the wild is, is fun, it's, it's but awesome. seeing it, like it kind of spooked us because all of a sudden it just swooped down and there it was. Um, and it hung out for a little bit and we just continued the call and it, it eventually took off. Hung out for there for uh, I don't know about ten more minutes and and uh, we got up. So you're moving. Quick. We're moving. Okay. Yep. You don't see anything, and that's how we do it. You know, and I, it's been successful, and that's kind of what we do. You know, right? It keeps us from freezing to death too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we left. Um, the next spot was um, yeah, over in that same area. Um. And this spot was really fun. So what happened is we, we parked the truck in the field road, we walked back in, and um, we sat kind of in a, a, a small area of like a, of grass in a, in a kind of a drifty area. Um, after we were done hunting, um, I'll preface this, we wish we would have hid by like, snuck by the tree that was down the ways, or there was a small like, old like hay cutter from like, you know, 1900 or whatever. It was this old tractor. Right, a little, little bit of cover. But yeah, and that's what we want. That's what you want is you want some kind of backdrop to where they can't see you, they can't spot you. You know, there's no shadows. But for some reason, we were just, for one, we were excited because while we were walking out there, we could we could see a coyote sitting in the in the field. So we we're like, okay, game on. <laughs> but Chase puts the call out in the middle, you know, out about 35, 40 yards sits back down and, and that one's just standing there looking at us and my brother's like Josh there's one out there I'm like yeah yeah, yeah I, I see it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Chase is like Taylor what do I do and he's like just start calling and just a rabbit in distress three more come out of the woods to the to the east of us so we're looking straight south and it's a pretty large field that we're looking down in and uh all four of those ones start howling like crazy. Because now, like, our it's hearts on. are pounding. Like, <laughs> it's on, man. Like, this is awesome. That's what we're here for. So these start, you know, yipping and yelping. All of a sudden, the, there's one that's from the west, a couple hundred yards. And it's, like, it sounded like the alpha male because he's, like, howling. And it was much deeper. He's like, the man. And I'm like, oh, dude, like, Taylor, there's one on my side, dude. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> And this one's booking. I'm watching him in my scope. He's probably, you know, when I saw him, he's probably, I'd say, 400 yards out. Okay. Um, kind of running on this, um, the north side of this woods as we're looking south. And this is, the river is right there. And uh, and I can watch him, and these guys are watching those ones, and they're they're howling, they're talking back and forth, and we're calling, and he stops, and and we're just watching, waiting, and... and uh, the, you know they're check and the wind is from the west but it was real real mild wind i mean like two mile an hour two three mile an hour so yeah. it was real soft and they get into this small grove of trees because they're kind of like grouping up so how far were they out when you saw them they were probably the closest that big one got was probably 250 okay that's a poke in it's daylight poke. yeah <laughs> yeah and so the the other ones they were probably a little farther, and after, I, um, for what I found out, is there was a small, like a, um, not a creek, but like a ditch, and they wouldn't cross it. Dang. And so what they did was they followed that ditch all the way around to this grove of trees, and that was it. They disappeared. God. They disappeared. So we're thinking with that lack of backdrop that we, you know, we kind of sat in that shadow grassy stuff. Sure. It was just a bad, bad idea to sit you know, kind of out in the open, right? Thinking about it, because right. we had an opportunity. There were seven total, because two more okay. ended ended up coming close, but they stopped at that ravine again. So regardless, the ditch. It's awesome so far. 
Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. You wish you would have pulled the trigger, but it's awesome so far. Yeah, yeah, my heart was pounding like crazy. I'm like, yeah, man, like, <laughs> that's what we're here for. You know, I'm just stoked. I'm, you know, it's been a while since I've shot a coyote, so, so like, just seeing him while we're out there is like, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> so we get up. We're, you know, kind of discouraged. My brother and his buddy are just like, you know, they're, they're pretty upset. And then uh, we try a few more. We try a small uh, swamp nothing we tried you know a different area nothing we get to um and a lot of a lot of areas we hunt are public land too yeah 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 um and i didn't say that before but there's good public land that we can hunt oh yeah and so there was one where we had to hike back it was about 250 to 300 yards from the road but there was somewhat of an easement to this swamp yeah um and we uh we walked back, trudged through all the cattails, making a ton of noise. Ton. Like, <laughs> it sounded like three big dudes just crashing through the cattails, you know, in the Dr- middle of the night. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, and wait, so the other hunt, that's over then? You guys didn't? That was over. Okay. They so disappeared. We tried calling them back. They were they were out to the river already, and they were gone. Gone. Okay. So, so we're moving on. Yeah. Sorry. Awesome. No, no problem. I was, um, I was clarifying for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I moved kind of fast there. So, it's all good. But yeah, those the seven, they they must have seen us, and they stopped at that um, the ditch, and they were gone. So we'll be able to go back and change up. You know your situation. You know where they're there. Situation. Yeah, there's a lot of coyotes yeah. there. I mean, yeah. seven came to the call. So, you know, seven yeah. showed up. So, All right. um, so maybe we can try that place sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, so the next one, we're sitting there. We and and we trudged through. Like there was quite a bit of cattails. You know, probably, I'd say twenty yards. Okay. Of just making a ton of noise. Yeah. You know, and I try to be kind of discreet, but these two are just like, you know, just like, whatever, I guess I'll just give up too. Yeah. Yeah. So we get, we get sat down and three minutes in, you know, like we just start calling and there's a pickup that starts like at the, there's a farmhouse right down the way, right on the other, the, the west side of this swamp. Yeah. Fires up, he just takes off, you know, an old Dodge or Chevy or whatever it was. Like, oh crap. You know, like, our hunt's over. Yeah. And Chase keeps calling. All of a sudden, this coyote just comes bolting right from that area. Just, but I don't even know how fast he was coming. Just like full speed, just coming in. I'm like, Taylor, here he comes. He's like, I know. And within seconds, we're firing at that thing. So yeah. from when the time this, the pickup started to when the time you shot, the, the truck the truck basically drove down the driveway, got onto the highway, brah, just hauling the mail, and all of a sudden <laughs> there's a coyote. Like the truck probably scared the coyote out of the woods or something right, right. to the call. Who knows? Who knows? But it's like it's on, man. So yeah. my brother, um, he was in the middle, so he had the shotgun and uh, he fired twice, and it was still kind of. You know, trying to get away, maybe a little wounded or whatever, and then yeah. and then Chase and I both fired. I shot once, Chase shot twice, and and it was down. Yeah, and man, that was it was awesome because like it's always the best too when your hopes are just down. Yeah, like it's not gonna work out. Might as well go back. Exactly. Yeah, and by this time it's like twelve thirty, one o'clock. You know, so it's okay. not like we just started. I mean, we'd been out for four hours already. Right, so it's over. It's done. A little uh, discouraged. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But yeah, and we got it. And it was a it was a decent sized female, and uh, yeah, good pelt on it, and it was it was great. You know, we were all excited. You know, yeah. that got our I hopes love it. up. And I took his one. Yeah, and um, you know, we warmed up right. You know, right at, during that, we were all warm and toasty and. Um, yeah, it was great. Awesome. And then we tried a couple more spots, and then uh, I'd say it was two o'clock in the morning. We tried a, a lake, sure, um, which doesn't have a lot of residents on it, so it's you you know it's open to hunting, right? You know, um, and uh, we actually of, we were hoping. Sorry, there's a lot of them out there that there are is. that are that are no houses around them, especially out west. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and by this time we're yeah. Uh, you know, oh, by Wilmer, kind of. Um, and so we were going to hunt at this one lake, 
got out of the truck, getting ready to hike down this small hill to the lake, and we could hear coyotes on this other lake. We're like, well, let's just go there. Try it. Yeah. You know, why call them, you know, a mile away when we can try? They're probably on the lake. Right, right, right. So we get there, get set up. You know, when we call for, it was probably 15 minutes, just about that time where we're like, all right, let's pack it up. And all of a sudden we're looking out to the north because we're, we're facing east and there's a silhouette of something dark. <laughs> and Taylor's like, Taylor's like, what is that? Like, again, we're, we're only sitting, and this is another thing that we can talk about too, is we're only sitting a couple feet from each other. Okay. So we can communicate yeah. with one another. A long time ago when I first started, we'd sit 50 yards from one another, you know, and we were successful, but it's way more fun just to sit close so you can oh, communicate yeah. yeah you can you can say hey hey there's three coming instead yeah. of just one guy like blasting the one coming from the left well, and right. there's two coming from the right all right um so anyway we uh um this silhouette is there and it just had just like showed up and all of a sudden it was there yeah and and taylor goes shoot it chase shoot it and all of a sudden it gets up it's an owl and, and so we're glad he didn't shoot it, obviously. Right, he probably right, right. would have seen it in his scope, but it was something. You know, something was there. And within seconds, that where exactly where that owl was, a coyote was running in that same path. And he's running straight in towards us. So a coyote saw that owl before you guys did. It yeah. must have. Yeah. And it was coming in. Yep. And it was coming in fast. And we just let the call run and got it. He was about... 75 yards and Chase was able to shoot it. It was on the left side. Perfect. Pow. Yeah, I think two shots and the thing was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, the whole night I got to shoot once. I'm not taking credit for any of the kills, but... But you got to share the experience. Dude, it was so awesome. Oh, man, it's great. Yeah. So, (laughs) we're going to wrap it up, but hey, you... uh, So, you're going to be at this for a while yet. Yeah, we got like two more months. That's where it's good, and then they start, yeah, losing their pelts and stuff like yeah. that, or losing the quality of them. Exactly. Well, hey, we're gonna get. I got a bunch of notes wrote down. So when your brother comes back, to get really, really in depth. But I'm, yeah, I'm excited now to like hear more. Yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> I just never thought like I was like you know people get so worked up about it and adrenaline like you say you know. And, yeah. I mean, it's getting me more and more interested to ask more questions. So, hey. We're gonna we're gonna cut you off for tonight because man you're gonna get heated. Yeah, I, mean, I want to go shoot some coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little snow, a little snow here and there, yeah. you know. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming out tonight, Josh. And uh, like Thank I said, you. we'll get your brother back on and and eat another night here pretty soon. So, Josh, Lisa, everybody, on episode thirty-four, and we're talking. Can I say yotes? Sure. Is that, is that what you say? Coyotes. I say coyotes. Coyotes. How, what other names you got for them? Coyotes. I don't know. Do you drink coffee when you're out there? Usually. Heck yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. All right, man. We'll sign it off. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Racks and Reels Minnesota. Re-listen to this episode and find previous shows wherever you find your favorite podcast. Find and follow Racks and Reels Minnesota on all major social media platforms. I'm your host, Mitch Gordon. Now get outside and do something. And don't forget those wet wipes.